Hi everyone and welcome to the Day Coaching Podcast with me, Alessia Pacha. So, life after domestic abuse, what does it look like? What does it feel like? And is there actually ever any hope and light at the end of the tunnel? Now, I'm here to tell you and to show you that there is. And actually, do you know what? It's even better. So, I get a lot of women DMing me where they just feel like they are in this kind of hold almost where they're in this dark tunnel and they cannot see any light at the end of it they cannot see how their life is ever going to be okay and some of those women feel like it would be easy just to go back to the perpetrator and I hear you completely that's exactly how I felt at the start it's like you just lose everything don't you you've lost yourself anyway throughout the whole experience and situation and then when you leave um you just lose everything else and you feel like you have to start your life all over again and it can feel overwhelming, really stressful. It's almost unbearable. And also when you leave as well, that is when the abuse can get, um, it can get worse. And that's because the perpetrator is trying to do all they can to get that power and control back. So what I wanted to kind of cover today is I wanted to share with you how I did it like how I got from being in an abusive marriage to where I am today now in my abusive marriage I was it was crisis control narcissism emotional abuse financial abuse and sexual abuse and within that I had barely any money so I had to give three quarters of my wage to him um and eventually like I was just like I can't afford to do this so when I started to build that strength through mindset work through building my confidence that's when I started to say no that's when I started to kind of step into the powerful version of myself now don't get me wrong there were moments where I would just crumble there were moments where I thought I cannot be this strong person I can't do it but I just kept going and I kept being consistent with it And I kept getting myself back up again, even though I was knocked down and I did not go down on that floor. And I did get down my hands and knees at times to myself, like, oh my gosh, in disbelief that, you know, nothing was working. I got back up again. And how I started that was I was like, right, I'm up at blimmin' five o'clock anyway, every day with the children. And I did that every day. So I thought instead of sitting there with a coffee with them, you know, being around them, watching TV with them, you know, having a long morning before everything kind of started for the day, I thought, right, let's start to make some changes that meant that I was working on me. So that's when I started doing my reading. So I would read and read and read. And then people are like, how did you do that with three children? Well, I guess I kind of taught myself how to channel out of their noise so I'd sit on the sofa and do it and I would literally only kind of read like five pages let's say I'm quite a fast reader anyway but yeah it'd be like five pages um when they were at school childminders and I was at work I couldn't unfortunately but when um when they were asleep I would spend my time reading that's what I was doing. And what that did was that was constantly sowing seeds into my mind and teaching me how to 
fix myself, I guess. You know, I know like some people don't like the term broken, but that is generally how I felt. I felt like I had to pick up every piece of me that was on the floor and glue myself back together again. And so that's what I was doing. So I was reading so many books. The next thing that I started to do was I started to focus on my breathing and I would really learn about breathing and what that was and how that how that could help me with the trauma that was within me. I then found out about breathwork, started to look at breathwork in, on YouTube. I started to practice that. I then started to practice meditation and, and how I started it was with an app and literally I would do like one minute meditations. Then I discovered the world of journaling. I started to journal and now I understand, you know, journaling can be something that can feel quite unsafe in case they find it. Um, but I just kept that with me all the time, literally in my handbag, under my pillow, <laughs> you name it, I kept it everywhere where he, he just, I didn't believe anyway that he would go to. Um, and also I started it in the middle of the, of the notebook, not at the beginning. Um, and at the beginning it was just like rubbish stuff on there, like nothing, like, you know, like recipes and stuff. Um, so almost like, you know, if he did find it, it would kind of like trick him really in a way because he just think I was just recipes um, and hopefully then put it down. So that's, you know, I started to discover journaling and all of these things were golden nuggets of free information and activities that were supporting my mindset, my mental health and my confidence. What I then discovered was the world of coaching. I then was learning about coaching. I had so many years experience working with vulnerable families. The amount of training I'd undergone during that period of time was phenomenal, really. And so there was a lot that I'd learned from that too. But I think when I was in that role, I was never thinking of me. I was thinking about them. So I'd never actually put into practice the things I was teaching other people, the things I was coaching. Because really, when I think about it, I was coaching those families. So I, you know, started to think about the ways that I would speak to families and think, right, if they were in this situation, what would I say to them? I started to do things like that. I started to think, right, how can I better myself for my kids? Because I recognised how I was, I, I wasn't me anymore. And I was a shell of myself. My spark had completely gone and, and I'd lost me. So therefore, I was not the best mother I could be in those final months. Well, probably the final year I'd probably say so you know I kept doing this and doing this and really working on me and then I started to do workouts and you know I'm the kind of person that hated running oh my goodness I hated it and I thought you know what I keep hearing about people saying running is so good for your mental health and it's really really good for you to have that escape so when lockdown really hit, I started to do, um, with my children in the mornings, which is when I started my workouts, I did the Joe Wicks um, like PE session in the morning with the children. So I was still working because I was a key worker, but then I was also homeschooling and I was also looking after my, my, my other um, younger little boys. So I would do the Joe Wicks workout with the kids and I would follow it too. Then what I started to think was, do you know what, I want to try this running malarkey and so I downloaded the couch to 5k app and I went for it I I literally downloaded it and thought right I'm just going to start 
And so, you know, I had to put the kids to bed. I had to make sure they were fully asleep and their dad was home. Um, and then I'd go for a run. And, and I'm not kidding, it was pitch black most of the time. And it probably wasn't safe that I did that, but I did it because I was desperate to get out. I was desperate to be the best version of myself. And I knew that all of this was helping me and it was going to continue making me stronger. So whilst I was doing the Couch to 5K, I would listen to real badass kind of like songs that really made me feel empowered and strong. And then I started to discover podcasts. I was like, oh, I didn't know this world of podcasts. Like I really didn't, like I was so within my own world of me and the children that I really did not have a clue about any of this stuff. So I was like, oh my God, let's start. So I started to listen to the Manifestation Bay podcast. And then that's when it opened up my eyes to the whole world of manifestation. So then I started to manifest and my manifestation at that time was that I was going to be financially free, I was going to be safe, I was going to have my home with my children that I was able to decorate and have as I wished because I wasn't able to have the house as I wanted, that I was going to feel freedom and security, I was going to be confident, I was going to have my own business, I was going to be the best parent I possibly could be, I was going to have um, a four by four car. At the time I was saying a Range Rover, but I, I knew that I wanted like like a, you know, kind of like a bigger car. Um, and that I wanted to be the most strongest I could, put, could possibly be for myself. And also on there, I put how I wanted to take my kids to Disneyland Paris and go to Italy with them. And also in there, like I really kind of described the home so, you know, that's what I kept manifesting and that I would be free from him and free from the control. So if you think about it, all of that stuff that I did consistently every day created this version of me that felt she could do anything and where she had a voice, where she was not as afraid as she used to be. So then there came the time where I felt ready and don't get me wrong, when I was around him, I would be a mess, you know, I would be a mess and the light bulb moment, I would say, was when I was doing some domestic abuse training and that's when it hit me because before that, I don't think I truly felt, I think because of how he was and how he gaslit me and how he did the whole victim kind of role. I think I genuinely knew deep down it was domestic abuse, but I would, because uh, I had said it to him before, I did say to him a few times, this is abusive, when I started to get really brave, but I would then kind of almost sweep it under the carpet, go within and just keep going because realising it was really that made me feel all sorts of different feelings. Um, so, yeah, so so then doing that online training, I was like, oh my God. And it literally, that's when it really hit me because I think when I was doing the domestic abuse work with families, it was about them and I never even really thought about me. Whenever I would facilitate the Freedom Programme, which is a domestic abuse programme in the UK, again, I would like be about the women, not about me. You know, and there's a couple of times I was like, oh, yeah, he's a bit like that. But then that would be it. But then when I did this training, because I had to literally 
kind of go through the training as though I was the woman, it then made me open my eyes and actually be the woman I actually was and realising what I was living in. And that's when I just thought, oh my God, I can't do this. And I broke down and I reached out to the um, facilitator on the side and I was like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm in an abusive relationship. I'm in an abusive marriage. And they were amazing. And yeah, and that's when the snowball started. And then that's when, you know, I still haven't said anything to him what my plan was, but that's when I started to then do things to plan, do things to ensure that I could do this. Now, we were in a lockdown, so that was really hard. But that's when I just kept working even more so on myself going for my runs, I completed 5k, I couldn't believe it, to the girl that couldn't even run up the stairs, I completed 5k, I discovered more and more podcasts, I discovered more and more, I, I discovered the world of self-development, and it completely transformed my life. I then started to have my own, um, I had my own shop, my own online shop, and I sold crystals, and I really loved that. And that was in lockdown um, to get myself extra money on the side so that I could start to save up. And I did little bits like I bought a kettle. (laughs) I just bought little bits like that and I had them hidden away where I knew he wouldn't go to it. Um, so, So that was cool. So I could start to do things like that. And then when I did finally literally end it and may I add there was a massive journey and there was there was many many lows and there was like one time where I literally ran away because I just couldn't cope anymore and that was in the center in the center of my self-development journey so I'm saying that because I want you to realize that it's not plain sailing you know it's a journey um but I would so encourage you to get a coach or someone like you know like me to support you through that journey so that you can have that person going everything's okay I've got you because having that makes such a difference whereas I did this all on my own so I you know yeah ran away and I did all sorts of things during that period of time but then finally when I kind of got to that point where I was like yeah this is it I did it and then it was yeah well I'm staying in the house (laughs) I thought what and and yeah he he didn't want me in the kids there anymore. He said that he would have the children and I'd have to move out. And obviously I was going to refuse to do that because I was the main, the main carer. I did everything for those children from the moment they were in my tummy. I did everything. So I was like, absolutely not. Um, and then, you know, then he, he kind of then eventually switched and he said, I'll find for, I will help you find somewhere. And he paid 12 months up front for me to have somewhere. And at that time I thought, what's what's the reason behind this there's a reason there is a reason and people around him are like oh my god you're so nice I would never do that oh wow look at this but now I look back and I go it's because he wanted us out it's because he wanted that power and control and he could then play victim and he could then turn around to people and go well look how well I look how good I am look what I've done for her and all I think now is that was my money anyway for all the money I gave him all that time from my wages that I never ever saw, that's that was my money. And that's what I see in my head now. <clears throat> so people are going to turn around and go, oh my God, you know, wow, you're so lucky. It's like, step back from that a little bit and just go, 
would that be what a normal person would do? No, a normal person would have left that home for their kids and gone, do you know what? Yeah, okay. And gone and found somewhere or gone and slept on the sofa at a mate's house until they found somewhere or gone to their mum's house. But no, he didn't. So in lockdown, I had to move, me and three children. I had to leave. And that was one of the most toughest things I had to do. And then when I had left, I had this like high, like I'm not joking, I had like an adrenaline rush and I was like, it was it was like I was on cloud nine. <laughs> it was like a whole different ball game. I had all this energy and I was a different woman and I was like, oh my God, I'm free. I felt amazing. Though that's when the abuse got worse, I still felt, oh my God, he's not here. I'm not having to dread when he's coming home. I don't have to worry about X, Y, and Z. I can actually answer my phone without that fear. I can actually ring somebody if I want to. I can, you know, it was all of those things. And I was like, oh my God, me and the kids are free. Um, And then I lost my job. And I lost my job because I became a single parent. And they said that I couldn't, um, I couldn't be a single parent in that role and be effective because I wasn't flexible anymore, which is just ridiculous. But you know what? A blessing in disguise because... I'm so happy. Uh, so when that call happened, I was literally like cherry on top. I couldn't take it. And I was like, do you know what? No, absolutely not. I'm not doing this anymore. Um, so yeah, so my my job, lost my job, lost my house. My marriage ended. I lost everything. And I started again. And I started again. And I kept building and building and building. Within three weeks, I started my business. Within three weeks, I was like, I'm going to start making this house a home. And that was it. I was on it. And I now... I'm the happiest I've ever been. I'm the most confident I've ever been. I'm the most powerful I've ever been and the most financially abundant I've ever been and the most free I've ever been. And I want you to know that you can do exactly the same. I want you to know that even if this relationship that you've had, this abusive relationship ended a long time ago, you can still do that now. You can still build yourself up now because sometimes what happens is we we can have a relationship end but those chains are still attached to us because we haven't actually processed it properly. We haven't actually dealt with it. We haven't actually worked through the trauma. We're still in that trigger trauma response mode. And those chains are still holding us back from being free in our business, being free in our career, being free at home, being happy within our own skin. It's because we have not cut those chains. So that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you cut those chains. I'm here to help you start your life as you want it to be. I'm here to help you create your dream life and to be the most badass, most powerful, strong woman you could possibly imagine. And, you know, that's what I'm here for. So if that's something that you think, yeah, I resonate with this, I really do want to reach out and have that support, DM me on my Instagram. It's in my show notes. And just know that you've got this and you are more than capable and that you can build yourself up. You can create your dream life. You can do anything and more than you can ever imagine after abuse. You can. Um, And that's what I'm here to help you with. So just please know that the moment you say yes to yourself is the moment your life will change. Like I said, my DMs are always open. So please, please, please reach out to me. I am here for all of you. And I'm so, so proud of you. And you deserve this. 
So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please do not forget to share it with your friends, to tag me in your stories if you're listening to this. And let's get this podcast out there so that we can transform as many women's lives as possible. Sending you all the love in the world and I'll speak to you soon.